Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, class, topics we'll probably get to today. More on the mental health crisis we've got going on in this country at every level from your family that has several people on antidepressants when a few years ago nobody did all the way to school shootings so that's a topic yeah do we yeah, want to do we want to turn our schools into fortresses under the uh, the headline of we got to do something uh, I've got some interesting info about that oof yeah and to what extent would would that help? Well, I want to I want to go through a little bit of the common sense gun law stuff because that gets uh, talked about a lot over the last forty eight hours. Comes up every time I, and I do this every single time. I do a bit of a deep dive into a couple of the issues I did uh, yesterday on the whole assault weapons ban that lasted whatever it did ten twenty years in America and how it turned out and uh, what we learned from that that gets left out of this conversation all the time. Hmm. So maybe we'll get to that later. Yeah, I'd like to hear that. This would be really interesting. Oh, gosh, uh, crime statistics that will shock you because they're so different than what uh, we've been led to believe about the past and the present. Who shoots whom using what weapon? Again, really different than you might think. We'll get to that. I want to do, <coughs> excuse me, at least pass on the uh, one of the topics of discussion online yesterday was Barack Obama's monumentally stupid tweet. 
And I'll mention it just because it was monumentally stupid, but it leads to a, a more relevant discussion, I think. I saw it and I thought, is this out of context or something? Because I didn't quite get what where it came from. Like, it seemed I, out of left field. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Here's what he tweeted. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. What? But that was that the There's second? more. Okay. <clears throat> was that a second in the string of a thread or something? Because I don't see the tie-in. Oh, well, yeah, that, that, that's exactly the issue. Yes. I'll read the whole thing to you. As we grieve the children of Uvalde today, we should take time to recognize that two years have passed since the murder of George Floyd under the knee of a police officer. His killing stays with us all to this day, especially those who loved him. In the aftermath of his murder, a new generation of activists rose up to channel their anguish into organized action, launching a movement to raise awareness of systemic racism and the need for criminal justice and police reform. Before, he plugged an initiative for his foundation... Well, was yesterday the anniversary, I think? It, it was uh, like a day or two off of it. Okay. Um, And the reaction was swift and merciless, as it is on Twitter, of course. Is there a different way to react on Twitter other than swift and merciless? Uh, yeah, and it ranged from not a single grieving parent today gives a rip about what happened to Floyd or anyone right now two years ago. For crying out loud, this is not the time to be advertising for your favorite activist group. How utterly vile. Ben Shapiro was fairly straightforward and just said, what in the world does the former have to do with the latter? Andy No, friend of the Armstrong and Getty show, said, I don't understand the connection. Ben Dominich, bro, not the same at all. Uh, ba- the Babylon Bee editor, Seth Dillon, who is incredibly clever, said, It sucks those kids died, but remember George Floyd? He's who I'm still thinking about. Signed, Barack Obama. Washington Examiner contributor wrote, George Floyd is the real victim of Uvalde. Uh, and finally, Jason uh, Whitlock of Blaze Media said, Brah, this ain't it. Little kids slaughtered at school is not the equivalent of Floyd dying after resisting arrest while high. This is one of the worst tweets in history. So, again, just a head-scratcher and the fact that he pitched, you know, here's my foundation if you want to kick in a few bucks or whatever. I don't know the specific wording of the pitch for his foundation, but... Does he do that, his own tweeting, or line. does he have a bad uh, helper who uh, sent out a tweet? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder, certainly. If I were um, him, I wouldn't do my own tweeting. But, uh, yeah, I would I would certainly stop or fire the person who did, depending on who was responsible. Uh, but Heather McDonald wrote a really interesting piece... Um, and, and, you know, so much of talk radio is rejecting one idea as if it's like proving another one. You know what I mean? Because because we're talking about mental health, that means we must be rejecting right. you know, any sort right. of gun regulation, which is not the case at all around here. And uh, And we have never, ever, ever, ever denied that there's uh, racism in the U.S. Because, of course, there is. There's racism everywhere, all over the world. Um, but this piece by uh, Heather McDonald is is about Joe Biden in the wake of the Buffalo shooting going on and on about we need to say as clearly and forcefully as we can that the ideology of white supremacy has no place in America. None. Uh, hate will not prevail. White supremacy will not have the last word. Uh, you've got to... Uh, everybody's got to say, I'm against white supremacy. And and the motive of that psycho young person was indeed some recently acquired racial animus. Horrible. Just horrible. 
Um, but that's been kind of a drumbeat of the uh, the Biden presidency and certainly the media. But according to FBI data, if there's going to be a hate crime, it's less likely to be white people. Did you know this? I did not. A lot of people do know it. Specifically, we have corresponded with law enforcement in certain large California cities about the so-called, well, it's not a so-called, it seems to be a rise in hate crimes against Asians. And those law enforcement people have said, yeah, dudes, you're right, it's not white people. Whites are not the biggest source of hate crime and interracial violence in the U.S. Black people are. Now, is this some sort of blanket indictment of all black people? Certainly not. That would be idiotic, and I like to think of myself as a non-idiot. But I think it's helpful to point out when the media narrative and the political narrative is so divorced from reality, it twists your perceptions of this country. From 2016 to 2020, blacks nationally were twice as likely to commit a hate crime as whites, according to FBI data. Local data, the same. In New York City, from 2010 to 2020, Blacks were two and a half times as likely as whites to commit a hate crime among hate crime suspects whose race and ethnicity were known. Blacks in Los Angeles committed anti-Asian hate crimes at five times the rate of whites in 2021, according to internal LAPD, LAPD data. Did you have any inkling of that at any point from any news report about Asian hate crimes? Wouldn't that help our conversation around race, I think? To recognize well, I, that it's something that happens with uh, with lots of groups, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Of course it would. Of course it would. Partly because it's reality. And I think reality ought to at least occasionally raise its hand and pipe up when you're talking about difficult issues. I remember at, at the time of the, uh, there was there were quite a few hate crimes against Asians, particularly elderly Asian people in Oakland. And uh and at the time, I made the point, if you're into protecting old Asian people, as opposed to just acting like white people are evil, because that's what you learned from Ibram X. Kendi, well, then you would say, who's beating down the Asian people and try to deal with the actual problem? Right. And it wasn't uh, uh, white people who had heard the term Wuhan virus. No. Right. It, it wasn't MAGA hat wearing people who were blaming Asians for, for you know. For COVID, although there certainly has been some ugly stuff on that level, and it shouldn't happen. Stop it. Don't do that. But anyway, so blacks in L.A. committed anti-Asian hate crimes at 4.8 times the rate of whites last year. Blacks in L.A. committed anti-gay hate crimes at seven times the rate of whites. Anti-Semitic hate crimes, 2.4 times the rate of whites among hate crime suspects whose race and ethnicity were known. Blacks committed anti-trans hate crimes at two and a half times the rate of Hispanics. There were no white suspects in anti-trans hate crimes in L.A. in 2021. None. Interesting. Which is not to say no white people ever do terrible things to transsexual people. Would never claim that. But these are facts. These are the statistics. But Biden and the mainstream media, she writes, and Democratic politicians claim that demographic angst is driving whites to paroxysms of violence. As Biden himself said in 2015, an unrelenting stream of immigration nonstop was eliminating the white majority population share. And if whites were lashing out against this immigration-fueled shift in U.S. culture, you would think Los Angeles would experience a particularly disproportionate level of white-committed hate crimes. Since 
whites are only 28% of the L.A. population, and Hispanics are 49%. But that's not the case. Blacks committed anti-Hispanic hate crimes in L.A. at 13.5 times the rate of whites in 2021, according to the LAPD. And I could go on. I mean, there there are plenty more statistics, but... And, and this is not an argument uh, in favor of white supremacy. It's a repugnant ideology and inexcusable morally, spiritually, and legally. On the other hand, my God, the dishonesty around these discussions is monumental. Doesn't help. <laughs> Some economic news that just came out. First quarter GDP declined 1.5% worse than they were expecting. Jobless claims climb. So maybe we'll dig into those numbers later. But I don't think it's a surprise to anybody that the uh, economy shrunk. No, indeed. There are actually a couple other really interesting stats that have come out in recent days that kind of got uh, pushed off the front pages by the the terrible shooting in Texas. But uh, uh, the first rise in birth rate in forever yeah, yeah. in the U.S. Yeah. and a substantial, almost shocking drop in the number of people uh, enrolled in college. Oh, really? Now, yeah. I hadn't heard that. Uh-huh. Ah, want to talk about that. Um, I uh, The economy's shrinking. I'm growing. I'm doing my part to counterbalance that by getting bigger. Good Somewhere. man. I don't know if that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's going to help anything. Well, it'll help the sellers of extra-large shirts, for instance. Um, I'm kind of interested the world's richest man, Elon Musk, has weighed in on the Second Amendment and stuff. And normally I would think, what difference does it make what he thinks? But he's going to run Twitter, which makes me think maybe he'll have some role in that conversation. I don't know. Hmm. No, mm, I'm making my skeptical noise over it. Mm. Skeptical about mm, the whole thing. Okay. Elon Musk, Twitter, <laughs> all of it, mm. all of it, the whole thing. Mm. Mm, I don't know. Mm. Nah. Um, so uh, we'll tear into a bunch of those different things on the way. Stay with us. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Glad you're here. Yeah, we're going to consider some of the aspects of the awful school shooting in Texas. We're not going to spend all day on it. We're not going to wallow in it. We don't like grief porn around here. Um we're not going to use other people's grief as entertainment, in other words. Um, so, I found this so interesting. We've been talking about various swings back and forth that our society has taken in terms of dealing with mental illness, for instance. There's a movement in the, uh, the middle part of the 20th century away from mental institutions and formalized uh, mental health care in the way it existed and toward these neighborhood centers where people could just drop in and say, hey, I'm kind of depressed. But it didn't work at all the way it was intended to. Not even close. And so now we've ended up with kind of nothing. Uh, so we'll talk about that and also the swing back and forth and how we deal with crime. I came across some stats, uh, that, you know, they're pretty well known, about crime in New York prior to Rudy Giuliani, who is now a nut, um, cleaning up that city, and I was just <laughs> shocked by him. Did, I was, you, I, did you say Rudy Giuliani, who's now, who's now a nut? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't say that. You don't know what you're talking about. You need to check your headphones. <laughs> who's now a nut? <laughs> a hair dye sweating nut. 
Oh, boy. So I was digging in a little bit to this economic news that just came out on the uh, the economy shrinking a little bit, which I don't think is a surprise. Well, it's, it's just they, they, they updated the numbers. So we thought the first quarter shrank by 1.4%. Turns out it shrank by 1.5% as the government updates its numbers when it gets more info in. And that's not what people were expecting. And for some reason, expectations matters. I don't know what. But anyway, uh, what did I want to get to here? Oh, this. Um, the contraction was caused in part by a wider trade gap, but also contributing to the weakness was a slower restocking of goods and stores and warehouses, which had built up their inventories in the previous quarter, but are now falling behind again. I do. F- I, I could have seen. More empty shelves in uh, shelves in my Target and various other places. It's it's like back to a year ago or something like that. Like things had started to catch up and get to normal. Now it's gone backwards again. I don't yeah. know if it's the um uh, the crisis in China with the COVID there, and you know the number one producing city and many of them in the world for our goods being shut down in China. But man, we're going back to lots of empty shelves out there. Also, I just want to point this part of it out as a journalism thing. So this is the New York Post's version of this story. And it talks about the GDP drop and blah, 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 this. And uh, and uh, um, wages are not going up as fast as inflation and, and et cetera, et cetera. The, remain, the nation remains stuck in the painful grip of high inflation, which has caused particularly severe hardships for lower income households, many of them people of color. What an interesting thing to point out. Is that what we do in the modern world? As opposed to just say inflation is it's affecting everybody. Uh, I suppose uh, mentioning that it affects lower income people more than people with money is you can throw that in there. I think that's self-evident to everyone. Yeah. And then b- b- breaking it down by race, in- including many people of color, like they, oh, I accidentally thought people of color were immune to inflation or what? I just don't even get why you would throw that in. That is so self-conscious, and that's the post too. Yeah, that's it's so self-consciously. Now everything has to be described through the lens of race. Um, even the New York Post, which swings, you know, much more conservative sure. than the Times, for instance, whose headline is probably "Colored People of Color Are Are Beset by Inflation," when everybody is. Uh, but yeah, that's that's interesting. I also heard an interesting breakdown the other day about this whole people of color term that has become very popular for people in a, a certain um, section of the power structure in terms of raising money or uh, uh, wedging things politically. But how it, the, the rubber doesn't meet the road on the ground very well on the whole people of color thing, because the the black population and the Hispanic population and the Asian population have completely different voting attitudes about a bunch of different topics and don't agree with each other on a whole bunch of different topics. So lumping them all together as if that's a thing, it's not a thing. Yeah, it's a very cynical strategy by those who would like to uh, seize more power, whether they are politicians or your race uh, hustler types. Yeah, it's utterly artificial. It's ridiculous. All it is is trying to build a coalition of anti-white people. Yeah, I hope, as I've said many times over the years, I hope someday, whatever color you are, you get to be like white people where it's not assumed what your politics are. Uh, because. Yeah, we get to choose. Yeah. We're, we're, we're seen as people that, that choose and that for whatever reason, it's put upon you that you all vote one way or the other based on your skin color, which is a weird thing to do. And does By conservatives? And- no, by the left. Armstrong. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The end of an era. Yesterday, officials in New York held a ceremony to remove the last public payphone in New York City. Look, here they are there. They're removing it with a crane. It's not that it's heavy. It's just that no one is willing to touch it with their hands. (laughs) I may have used that very payphone myself. Just... I was thinking about when I heard that story, how payphones were such a part of my life traveling around back in the day. Because it was the only way you could, like, I think I want to go eat at a restaurant. So I got to find a payphone to call there to try to make a reservation if I'm out and about. Yeah. I mean, it seems crazy now, but there is no way to communicate with anybody other than go to a payphone. Well, and remember how brutal it was to try to use a hotel phone? You had that long, like, sheet of paper there explaining the rates for various yeah. sorts of phone calls right. and all. So if right. you want to call the folks back home, you're better off on a pay phone. Yes, Michael? I remember as a teenager calling my mom collect yep. on pay phones. Yep, and you'd say your name. Yep. Call from Jack. 
<laughs> then I'd hear my mom say, I accept. <laughs> and I would talk to her. Yes, she still loves yes, me. Yes, my mom will talk to me. Yeah. Um, oh, you know, speaking of New York, that's funny. I was going to do a, uh, a brand new feature. This is going to be a regular occurrence on the show if I th- ever think of it again. It's America by the Numbers. Wow, it's got music and everything. Oh, yeah, we worked quite a while on this. Um, so uh, the story's about New York. I just happened to be reading an article about a recent shooting on the subway in New York. It's terrible. Um, and uh, it comes as bad timing because they're trying to get more people to come back downtown, come to work, go to the office, ride the subway. It's safe. It's fabulous. It's handy. And it's unbelievably expensive to run. So the more riders, uh, you know, the closer they come to breaking even. Uh, but buried in this article is the fact that, uh, let's see, violent crimes on the subway, specifically murders. There were about two murders per year in the five years before the pandemic. Two per year compared with six murders in 2020 and eight in 2021 and four already this year. So it's gone from two to eight to ten now. Uh, in the late 80s and uh, 90s, when robberies were common, uh, for instance, in 1990, there were 26 murders on the subway. Wow. Yeah. So four or five times as many as the average of recent years um, and, and just rampant robberies. So if you've heard that Rudy Giuliani was just a mean white guy who didn't like black people, so he instituted stop and frisk and quality of life crimes enforcement, the broken windows policy, etc. Picture dozens of people getting mowed down on the subway every year and thousands and thousands more robbed. And you'll have a clue why uh, New York and other cities around the country did what they did. But let's not dwell on that number for too long. This is America by the numbers. There are a lot of numbers in America. Come on. There it is. Gladys the harp player is playing both the percussion instruments you hear there and the English horn. At the end, she wasn't ready. Not easy to do. Right. So, uh, Alice, hang in there. All right. It's going to happen again. This headline surprised me. The fact that the New York Times uh, writing in the article is missing a giant detail does not surprise me in the least. Uh, College enrollment drops even as the pandemic effect ebbs. Latest college enrollment figures released on Thursday by the National Student Clearinghouse Research Center indicated that 662,000 fewer students enrolled in undergrad programs in spring 2022 than a year earlier. A decline of 4.7%. Is word finally getting out that it's not a uh, it's not a good deal for everyone? Uh, yes, that is that's everybody's best guess. Although everybody's surprised at how big that number is. Um, their subhead, for instance, in the New York Times, or their uh, their lead, as it were, uh, a generation of students may be weighing the value of college versus its cost, questioning whether college is still the ticket to the middle class. Well, let's uh, throw parents into the mix of this decision also. I know I have gone from, in the space of my kids' lives, they're only 10 and 12, but I have gone from, it wasn't even a question, of course they're going to college. And, you know, I'm saving the money and everything like that. It's not. It's not a question. It's not... It's not on the table for discussion. I hadn't even considered a different life path for either one of them, too. I don't think so, probably, unless there's some specific reason to. I would be shocked if there weren't a better way to achieve you know, what you're trying to achieve by going to college by the time they're of college. Uh, absolutely. I think so. Yeah, but of course, the, uh, the uh, New York Times 
uh, while, uh, you know, wringing its hands and wondering what's going on and then the value of the blah, blah, blah. They don't. And then, of course, they get into race, heavily into race. They never deal with the fact that colleges and universities these days are grossly overpriced diploma mills that are a ticket to the middle class only because you get a certificate you get to wave around. Mm-hmm. You're not learning very much, with obvious exceptions in the applied science fields, for instance. Or there's also a fair amount of data to back up the idea that it's not even the wave around the diploma thing. Going to college is a sign you come from a certain kind of family that probably puts you in a certain social strata that is yes. going to lead you to you know, a certain career path. It's an excellent point. You know, I hadn't intended to talk about this story, but it's the perfect time to. You've heard about high school student-athletes signing to play for college teams, right? But have you heard of a high school student signing with a company to start his career? This is a story out of uh, Kentucky. Um, this young man, he's a high school senior, Jacob Bradley. He officially signed with Fast Flow Plumbing as a plumbing apprentice. He's going to study with a master plumber, become a master plumber himself. Uh, is making good money, but uh, various companies sponsor these programs where the kids get trained up for nothing and then sign a deal and say, okay, I'll come to work for you. So he signed with a plumbing company. (laughs) His letter of intent. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. But he's got a job. And and speaking of middle life, uh, I'm sorry, middle class life, yeah, he's on his way. He's on his way to a great professional life. Uh, Good for him. Uh, Moving along, America by the numbers. Sales of new <laughs> that music is just too good. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love it. Sales of newly built homes in April posted their biggest drop in nine years. The latest sign that higher interest rates are reducing buyer demand. New home sales fell sixteen point six percent from March to April. That is what we were describing the other day. The reality of the only way to stop inflation is you have to make it so painful for people to buy cars, homes, everything, that they stop. Yeah. That is the only way you can stop inflation. And no, nobody, no politician wants to say that out loud. We're going to make it, we have to, we're going to keep raising rates and prices will keep going up until you can't afford to do the things and buy the things you want to do. That's when we can stop inflation. Or my preferred description, we're going to choke the economy till its eyes roll up in its head. That's how you stop inflation. You know, I was talking to my daughter about this. I feel like that uh, a cry for help or you need a red flag or something. <laughs> I don't want to hurt anybody. Um, I was talking to my daughter about this, and I actually I got a little fired up just a little bit. It's a good thing she's used to it, but uh, we were face phoning, and I said, this is why some of us who lived through the, the, the really tough inflation of the 70s, 80s, um, why we've been yelling about quit being so cavalier about do- doing things like pumping trillions of dollars into an already hot economy. Stop doing things that are going to bring inflation. You don't understand what you're messing with. It's like a sci-fi movie where the grizzled old wizard is saying, do not open the door of Baldoon. I pray don't open it. And the adventures are like, how bad can it be? Come on. Oh. <laughs> But nobody wanted to hear it. You're buying votes. How bad can it be? Well, it's it's the magical thinking about crime. It's the magical thinking about inflation. Apparently, you have to get away from the generation that lived through it, and then the next generation after that one, you skip one where it just thinks, well, those 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 laws don't apply anymore. Gravity is no longer real. Inflation is no longer real. Crime is no longer real. 
And or so those old people were racists or stupid or whatever. Look at that. They watched black and white TV shows, the stupid idiots. <laughs> right. And then you have that magical thinking of, no, no, we don't uh, we don't have crime because we're uh, kind and understanding people and ask them not, co- not to commit crime. And inflation will just stay at 2% forever no matter what we do. Exactly. So turn everybody loose from the pre- uh, the prisons and spend trillions and trillions of dollars unnecessarily. Go ahead. Why not? Uh, one more America by the number. Jack, I'll give you a million dollars if you can come within 10 of the number of births in the United States in 2021. What? Within 10? Within 10. The number of births in the United Have States. Have your shot. I don't, have any, I don't have any idea. <laughs> I'm mean, like, I really don't have any idea. I don't know if it's one million or fifteen million. Like, I don't have a, I don't have a sense of that. Yeah, I, I would have been. Yeah, I, you could have said, Joe, come within a million, and I, I had to get really lucky. There were three million six hundred and fifty nine thousand two hundred and eighty nine births in twenty twenty one. Okay, that is an increase of about forty six thousand or one percent from twenty twenty when there was a sharp drop. Now, according to an economist at Wellesley College who studies fertility trends, uh, the increase can likely be attributed to parents making peace with the conditions of life during a pandemic and not thinking, you know, we can't have a kid now. Things are just so crazy. Right. I, I, I buy that. I think that, that could yeah. be true. I, uh, I think I misguessed the other day when I first uh, mentioned this. This is the first time in a while and gone up and thinking that maybe blah, blah, blah. It's got to do with a cultural thing. Um, there was a pent-up demand for wanting to have babies. This is the one time in my life where I would have agreed with the idea of this is not a good I, this is not a good time to bring a baby into this world. If my wife and had been pl- and I had been planning to get pregnant in you know the spring of 2020 and the pandemic hit, I would have thought I think she would agree. Let's hold off. Let's see what happens here because you couldn't go to hospitals, you couldn't go to appointments, you couldn't. I mean that. There was a real good reason to not have your baby right when you were planning to do. You know, that's an excellent point. I was thinking in terms of, you know, the danger to the pregnant woman, to the fetus, that sort of thing, the developing child. But no, you're right. There were all sorts of indirect problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, one final note on this story. Uh, that, anyway, uh, so this... the point being with pent-up demand, that all those people that held off having babies, it might go back to the old numbers here next year. I, I suspect it will, and so does this scientist. But uh, this is for you, Jack. I know you'll enjoy this very much. Uh, during the initial COVID-19 lockdowns, spring, there was a sharp decline in conceptions that led to births, according to his analysis. Despite frequent speculation, frequent, stupid, stupid speculation, I would throw in. <laughs> there, there typically are not baby boons nine months after blizzards, blackouts, and other one-off events that leave couples home alone and bored. I never believed that. Even when I was a child, it never made any sense to me i mean maybe among devout catholics who don't believe in birth control <sighs> maybe i, I hey, just... we're both home let's uh, have sex and have a child okay said nobody ever right <laughs> right is that the way your sex life works you have a lot more sex when the electricity goes out do you and then uh and you have your kids just random like nobody i know i don't know anybody who has their kids randomly not since the 1600s. Um, oh, and one final note. Just because everything must be broken down by race. Still, not all women were equally confident in having a baby during the pandemic. While the birth rate rose 2% for white and Hispanic women, it declined by 2% to 3% for black, Asian, and Native American women. 
It's almost like what we were saying before is true. The idea of calling people of color some sort of unified group is useless and idiotic. So I want to talk a little bit about the mental health situation. Maybe kick off hour three with that. I think that is the biggest topic we got going around all a whole bunch of different stuff, including the shootings. Um, I realize a lot of people think that's a dodge to avoid talking about guns, which we could also talk about later because I did a bit of a deep dive again about the assault weapons ban because that's coming up again on how, and how well that worked in the past based on a number of different studies. So a bunch of stuff on the way. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Strong and Getty Show. News is MTS Tayeb and his crew came dangerously close to Russia's relentless attacks on Ukrainian villages. MTS shows us what happened. 
Deep in the Ukrainian countryside, there are only a handful of farmhouses and fields here. But for weeks, Russia has been targeting this village relentlessly. It's here we meet Major Sergei. He and his soldiers have been defending this area for weeks, but have recently changed tactics. I just want to be clear, this is now an offensive. You're targeting Russian forces. Yeah, we forces. are targeting every day. Because we exactly we need to do this. But Russian forces, whose positions are just two miles from here, aren't backing down. So there you have it. It's an offensive now by the Ukrainians, but Russia's not backing down, which gives you more or less a stalemate as they are battling every single day, which led the New York Times to have an op-ed the other day saying President Zelensky needs to agree to go back to uh, where things were at the beginning of this war, as in Russia occupied Crimea and some other little chunks of Ukraine. And Henry Kissinger at Davos the other day, Henry Kissinger, if you don't know, was Secretary of State way back in the day and uh, seen as one of the great thinkers in geopolitics in modern American history, uh, he said that Ukraine needs to be willing to uh, give up chunks of their country also. And so President Zelensky addressed his country last night and the rest of the world and really didn't like that, blasting Henry Kissinger in the New York Times, suggesting it was an appeasement with Russia. I'll just read you a little bit about this. Uh, Zelensky said, no matter what the Russian state does, there's always someone who says, let's take its interests into account. Then he goes through a list of all the things the Russians have done, uh, killing, torturing, raping, humiliating, um, like on a conveyor belt, he said. Mr. Kissinger emerges from the deep past and says that a piece of Ukraine should be given to Russia so that there is no alienation of Russia from Europe. It seems that Mr. Kissinger's calendar is not 2022, but 1938. And he thought he was talking to an audience not in Davos, but in Munich at the time. Referring to the 1938 Munich Agreement, famously signed by Hitler and the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain at the time, Neville Chamberlain, with the idea being that um, the Nazis had occupied Czechoslovakia, we'll let you have that, but uh, you don't go any further and we'll sign this agreement. And and Zelensky's making the argument that, that agreement didn't hold up as soon as they had the opportunity. They took more, which is fairly likely Russia would do. I don't know. But I can understand why President Zelensky would be concerned about that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Please, would you do that for your country? All right, you can have the chunk you took, but no more, okay? Come on. The the the, the main difference being, I guess, is uh, the, the, the world hadn't lined up behind... Great Britain and everybody punishing Nazi Germany, and they were like this close to being invaded by the entire free world, the way Russia is. I could actually see Putin thinking, no, we're not going to try that again. Yeah, I could, I could actually yeah. see that happening, but um, I can fully understand why, with the momentum they've got, the back the $50 billion worth of stuff that's still on the way from the United States to Ukraine, I can still, I can certainly understand why you think, no, we're going to push these bastards out of here, kill as many as we can, get all of our territory back, etc. Yeah, and let's hope China's taking a similar message from the reaction of the world. Uh, we can only hope. Uh, I was reminded uh, in our last discussion about the, the New York Times, a couple of times just had to break everything down by race, even when it was utterly inapplicable or contradictory or beyond useless. Uh, Jeff reminded us of a great old joke. Apparently, it was one of uh, Rush Limbaugh's favorites. Giant meteor headed for the Earth. Scientists predict total destruction of the planet and all its people. 
Different headlines for different newspapers. Wall Street Journal, giant meteor on collision course. World ends tomorrow. And then uh, goes through all the newspapers and ends with the New York Times. World ends tomorrow. Women and minorities. Hardest hit. <laughs> I almost spit out my coffee. That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that is a, a classic. I was trying to find the original version of that joke. Um, but that's exactly uh, what I just read from the New York Post last segment. Yeah. Yeah. Inflation's out of control, particularly hurting uh, people of color. Yeah, it's hurting everybody. Well, although they, it was even more tortured because they said uh, hurting in particular poorer families, which include many people of color. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and a lot of white people too. Poor white people, and a lot of and a lot of people who don't identify as either. And uh, gosh, probably some people with poor vision and some with great vision. Some with uh, seasonal allergies. Some who don't care. I've uh, hockey fans. And what what are you talking about? God, it's so it's just so self conscious and preening. Right, just they, right, they feel right, like right. they have to do it, I guess, to, for their peers. I don't know. Mental health, I think that is a giant topic around the school shooting. Also, the assault weapons ban. How did that work out the last time we tried it? A couple of the things we'll talk about in hour three of the Armstrong and Getty Show. If you miss an hour, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.